Two unemployed actors, two unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors, I'm Max. And I'm Sam. <laughs> little Sam's just woken up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a special guest with us today, Mr. Sam Hargrave, from stunt performer to stunt coordinator to director. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Thank you very much. We've got so many questions for you as two up-and-coming actors navigating through the, the business and... Um, we, you know, you've you've got so much experience from starting out as a stunt performer, working your way through the business. I mean, what 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 made you start to motivate to get into stunts? It's not exactly something you'd you'd automatically wake up and go, yeah, I, I love the idea of getting hurt on set. It's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, good point. Yeah, it wasn't something that I woke up uh, wanting to do. It was inspired by many years of truthfully reading Louis L'Amour novels. Right. When I was a young lad, uh, just a great Western, American Western author who wrote a lot of uh, action oriented stories of the American West. And there was always at least one good gunfight and one good fist fight. Brilliant. And so reading those books as a kid, I try to reenact those things. And then some of the old Western TV shows I would see, uh, reruns of The Lone Ranger or Roy Rogers or old John Wayne movies. My brother and I would try to reenact these things. And that was the start of it without really knowing that was the start of it. And, you know, we, we'd get our little high eight or um, VHS cameras that my, my parents would have. And we, we would try to recreate these scenes and, you know, just, just for fun, never with any knowledge that that might one day become a career. And then it was uh, Jackie Chan movies. When I started into martial arts, I guess I was 14 years old when I took my first martial arts class. And it was, um, that was it. I was hooked. I was, um, there was no going back for me. It was <laughs> down the, uh, down that road. I went, what sort of martial arts did you, did you do as a teenager? Yeah, I started with, uh, Taekwondo. It was very straightforward. I remember the, the why was my, uh, my sister, I have an older sister and she was taking night classes and my mother encouraged her to take some form of self-defense. If you're going to be going to classes at night by yourself. And, you know, she said, sure, 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 I'll, I'll do it. And then so my mom signed her up and then she had these 10, uh, you know, introductory glasses. And then my sister said, no way I'm being caught dead in those pajamas. So <laughs> she, she skipped out on class and my mom was left holding, you know, the 10, the 10 yeah, lessons she paid for. And yeah. she said, hey, somebody's taking these courses. And so I raised my hand because I, I wanted to be like, um, you know, all the, the, the martial arts masters I saw on the TV, yeah. That's hilarious, yeah. F f I remember watching Bruce Lee movies because my mum was really interested in, in martial arts and Bruce Lee, believe it or not. So I, I ended up watching Bruce Lee movies and uh, and a bit of Jackie Chan and started doing uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu in Melbourne. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to get bullied at school, you see, so I'd use humor, but that only worked 50% of the time. So it's still, it's, <laughs> it's still, those odds still aren't favorable. So uh, uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu uh, helped me. Um, and it's great for confidence too as a teenager. Yeah, it really is. So many benefits to martial arts, at least there were for me. Yep. It was I was a very you know active kid, very hyper, and so it helped focus that energy. It taught me discipline. Discipline, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it was also a way 
for a structured way, I was allowed to get out all this energy. And other than, yeah. you know, throwing my brother out of, uh, of barns and in, in cars. And I'm, starting, I'm starting to feel yeah. sorry for your brother already. <laughs> Similar thing to you, Sam. I was, I did crumb my gut for a little bit, not too long, but I did for a little bit. And, um, I have two younger brothers and similar idea. Like we just used to watch movies and kind of reenact fight scenes and I'd end up probably breaking one of their arms or something like that, but <laughs> yeah. filmed it and got it on camera. So it worked out well. As long as you get <laughs> it, it on film. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you got to get on film. <laughs> it's good fun. Jackie Chan, fantastic uh, fight scenes. I love the, the way that he films, like it starts with a big wide shot and it just keeps going and then sort of turns into this little handheld and just sort of doesn't cut away. Yeah. It's just, it, it yeah. makes it feel so real and it's so, so fast. Yes. There, there's a lot. I mean, I'm going to double tap that uh, sentence you just said there. Cause it, the way Jackie Chan creates and photographs and edits fight scenes has been very instrumental in my career. Um, just the sensibilities he has not only for action, but for comedy and the, the rhythm to the fight scenes when when creating action and when trying to come up with these fight scenes or or action concepts there is a, a musicality that lives within the action and that's something that i think very few people have captured as well as jackie chan and that was always something that i was drawn to of his style there's a lot of other great action directors and martial arts choreographers but to me the musicality of his style was always uh, very entertaining and very inspiring do you, do you have a favorite fight scene of yours, Sam, from, I mean, from Jackie Chan or from, from kind of anything, really? A favorite fight scene? That's kind of like asking... Asking what's your favorite film? <laughs> yeah, well, what's your favorite film? What's your favorite ice cream? It's like, well, yeah, it depends on the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what I've had most recently. I think... Yeah. There, there's a series of film... I mean, it's so it's so difficult because he's, he's done so many great things and so many... Great ways. Um, I think that there's Project A, Part One and Two have some of the most not just fight but kind of action sequences that I've really ever kind of come across. And the thing about Jackie Chan was he was always pushing the envelope. Like if you if you go back and see what or watch what they were doing, that I mean that wasn't just him. He was part of this this era of Hong Kong action designers and directors who were just it was like a um, I mean, it was like Marvel does, where they just kept like, the movies just kept coming out, and they just they keep hitting the you know, the, the mark, and they just keep pushing each other. And now you got to go bigger and better, and they weren't doing it with computer generated you know, images and effects. They were doing it with their bodies and the expression yeah, yeah. of the human body through action. And it got to a point where you know they were stuntmen were going down like left and right because they had to push the envelope it's the audiences who wanted to see more and bigger and better and they didn't have the money for the special effects and the visual effects so it was all physicality and man they did some insane things he's he's had a awesome. few he's had a few broken bones too i mean he does he sure everything has. himself sure. yeah it's yeah. Yeah. when you're pushing the envelope that much that often i guess that's that's the the risk that comes with it and i guess yeah occupation health and safety back in the hong kong days on set it's probably a bit different yeah. too, to now <laughs> a little bit different a little bit different I, I remember i remember during um i was following you on social media and uh i i think one of one, one of one of my favorite photos of you was when you were strapped to the bonnet of a camera car 
And I've just thought to myself, here's a stuntman making an action movie and like you'd look like you're just like a a fat kid on a cupcake, mate. You were so happy that day, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, what I I mean, it's interesting the the things we do and the why. Uh for me, it was never that I set out to do crazy things when making extraction. It was more about I wanted to try to capture an action sequence, you know, in real time and do something that really thrust the audience to the forefront of the battle and put them in the action, so to speak. So it wasn't quite first person shooter game, but it also wasn't the the way that Jackie Chan would be back a little bit. It was a mixture, like longer takes, fluid yeah. action, but you were in there with them. And sometimes the only way to achieve those shots was to put myself in some pretty precarious situations. And, and it was less about, um, you know, that I'm the best camera operator or anything. It was more about the safety aspect was yeah. that I, I knew this, my years of stunt performing and, and uh, being on set and around these dangerous events, kind of what needed to happen, where I needed to be and how to get out of trouble if something should go south. Right. And I just didn't feel comfortable putting other people in that position. And thusly, I strapped myself to the hood of the car. <laughs> the and culmination of, it was like the pinnacle moment for you. You know, it's like everything's yeah. just coming together right now. And because uh, yeah. because uh, you get so close at such speed, you get so close to the other vehicle. It's it's insane. Yeah, but- and I think the credit has to go then to the stunt team for keeping me safe. Like I, I was, yes, I strapped myself to the hood of that car, but I wasn't strapping myself. First of all, there was a stunt rigging team that made sure I was safe, and then there was drivers. There were drivers who were driving that car. Um, the different vehicles that I was in and the the ones we were interacting with. It's a whole choreographed dance, you know, it's that, yeah. and safety is huge. It's a huge responsibility from any, for any filmmaker. And especially from a, an action standpoint, it's very much at the forefront of my mind when designing these things. Yeah. I think, I think like as an actor, you know, and, and growing up, especially with the martial arts that I always thought, Oh, I'd love to do all my own stunts and that, but no, I mean, to be able to do it again and again <laughs> and look good and hit the mark looking good, you know, I mean, yeah. me flying through the air screaming like a 10-year-old girl and, you know, a bit of weed coming out, it's not going to cut it. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, right? Like most people could do the stunts that we do once. Yeah. It's having to do them over and over again, like you said, hitting a mark and getting back up and not just doing it to get the moods right, but performing because as an, as a stunt performer, you're as much an actor in that moment as an actor is you're portraying the, the character physically in that moment. And you're capturing emotional content and you're, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that has to go through your mind and, and be expressed through your body in these sequences. Even at the start, like when you come up with a concept for that car chase, for example, in extraction, like you're you're thinking, well, what's what are the what 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 are the given circumstances of the moment? What's the character's objective, um, and and all that's factored in as you're sort of designing. I imagine those sorts of scenes. Yes, we, we you know we would approach an action scene as an action designer, pretty much how an actor or a director would approach any scene. Like where, where are you coming from? Where are you going? What's the emotional? Um, you know, through line of this scene, what are the beats you need to hit? Like, what are the transitions? It's all very similar. And I, I think, you know, for, it works both ways, meaning anyone who's wanting to get into 
acting can learn a lot from the the technical side of the camera, right? Um, and the um, hitting marks and knowing knowing the flow of things, knowing what lenses are being used and the, the methodology. But then on the flip side, you know, those who are either want to direct or or um, you know direct actors or, or design sequences, it's helpful to know the acting side of it because you know you have to be able to communicate with actors and you need to know these things about again, like emotional through lines and what are these character beats you're trying to hit, all the things that, that actors do to prepare a good action designer and, and director should be doing those same, same things. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's pretty impressive when it all comes together. And I guess working out the... I'll just hang on a sec. Oh, the Dashown's Every woken time. up and he's a bit Every surprised time. to see me at uh, 5am Australian time. But anyway, we were... <laughs> <laughs> but I wow, think that's early for you guys. It, it, I, I I commend you for getting up so early. Well done. A couple of shots of coffee, and it's any time you, you need it to be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess how 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 long does it take from from that concept stage all the way through pre production planning and rehearsing with stunt teams? It really, you know, it really depends on the um, on the sequence. It depends on the movie. Uh, for example, the since we're talking about it, we can use it as a, a reference, but the, the one in for extraction one that conceptually happened to probably four or five months before we started filming. Wow. And then, you know, then it was playing around with some storyboard concepts and then it was, uh, you know, because I mean, originally just to get a little history, film history, it was, it was written as a in the script as a very exciting, very long action sequence that would be, you know, outborn any born movie or any Bond movie. And I, when I read it and saw the number of days we had to shoot it, I was like, that's going to be real tough because, you know, we don't have the second unit um, funds. We don't have the time. We, we only have a certain amount of time to shoot it. How can we take that amazing sequence and kind of, bring it all into our main unit and keep the actors involved as much as possible. And I was like, well, what if we just did it all in one in real time? So then you don't have to have all these different cutaways and doubles for stuff like, so it was actually grown or born out of necessity. And then, you know, once we kind of leaned into the creative idea, then, you know, four months of kind of conceptualizing, then you get with stunts and you start saying, Hey, what's the, how do we execute this? I want to have the actors in the car driving safely. How do we do that? So it's like, all right, let's design a, a backseat drive car or a, a pod car where you drive from the rooftop and you're filming inside and you can't see. And so, you know, how do we make it safe? How do we make it entertaining and believable? And so once the, the creative gets at least a through line, again, it, we, we try, we prepare as much as possible. And then it's like, like, like an actor going to set, you prepare, and then the the real magic comes from the spontaneity of the moment, right? And making choices in the here and now. And so there's a lot of things, for example, the moment where Rake is going to throw the kid across the roof. That action was always there jumping across the roof, but the pause and the, the character moment and the, 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 you know, back and forth between them of, hey, kid, do you trust me? And he's like, no, <laughs> good. And he throws him across the roof. That was improvised. Like we did, there wasn't a built-in moment there for that. But when we were there, we just said, you know, a lot of action has been happening. I think we should pull back on that. Let's stop, have a moment for the characters to connect. And, you know, then it was a, a, a memorable moment in that, in that action sequence. So 
you know, uh, overall, probably from conception to execution was, yeah, four, four or five months. Wow. Yeah, awesome. And that, that 12 minute action sequence in extraction was freaking awesome. And it's, there's so many films doing, trying to do these like one takes or seeming like one takes. Um, yeah. But that one that you, that you did was, had so many different aspects in the space of like 12 minutes, like car chase, rooftops, you know, all that. Um, did you have much inspiration from, from other films or, I mean, from anything for that scene or did you just kind of, I mean, you yeah. have inspiration from everywhere, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have to give, you got to give a lot of credit to, to Joe Russo, the writer. He put a lot of great stuff down on the page. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there. And then a lot of it comes for me of being in the space, right? Like I had an idea and it was written as there was, there were less fights in the, the sequence as written, right. but and okay. I try to usually add some of that stuff just cause that's what I like to see and what I know I can do well. So it's like lean into your strengths. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like, how oh, I do it. You're like, you guys, I can do an Australian accent really well. So how about that? But yeah. so we lean to add some more fights, but knew that we wanted to have it kind of, you know, start, start with a bit of a foot chase, get in a car, a bit of a car chase, and then, you know, get out of the cars, lead through some very interesting. And, and a lot of it was to see the space too. Cause when you, in India, the visuals are so stunning. You can't really look in any direction and not be just um, entertained by the environment. Like it's so stunning. So we were like, we need yeah. to get out of the car and see some of this stuff. And so, you know, that was inspired by the locations. And so then, you know, get there and go, Oh, this place is amazing. Let's find a way to utilize the, these stairs. How do we, how do we utilize this rooftop? And, you know, you start to, or I do, at least what I'm designing, start to let the, the sets and the locations speak to me of like, what, what's the best, most interesting way to photograph this and what, what action can be then put here that will represent this place and, and showcase it in the best light. So a lot of my inspiration comes from being there. And so that's why location scouts are very important and having, time to go ahead and see these spaces and design the action around these amazing locations yeah cool that's full on i mean I, i'd probably look at it and go how how amazing is this cityscape but whereas you're looking at it going oh hell we could throw a guy off that roof over there and someone can come through that window <laughs> exactly. and then you know with and with those roofs like for example the 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 one that actually that um our two stunt doubles won tourist awards for stunt awards is when they fall off of the balcony hit the the awning and the oh, truck and yeah. the street brutal when oh. you, you know yeah thank you <laughs> thank them they did they did it i just asked them to you know I, <laughs> that's amazing um but that one you know when there's not an awning to fall on sometimes you got to build what you you need right yeah. so we we added that awning to a certain specific angle to so it wouldn't be too fast but it would keep the momentum going and then we parked the truck filled with you know stunt pads and all of the kind of the right places and rehearsed it so Sometimes when what you want isn't in the space, you got to bring things that you need to that space and um, augment the natural environment. And that's, that's to me, one of the magical things about filmmaking, right? Is yeah. you watch that movie and you wouldn't know that that awning doesn't exist anymore. It wasn't there before and it's not there now. We put it there, we filmed it, we made a, a great sequence out of it and then we poof, it's gone and the magic is over or lives forever indeed, on the film indeed. yeah and it's amazing to see it all all come together it's full on i think look to take it back several steps i think having completed a couple of basic 
stunt courses like designed specifically for actors like how to move with with weapons and 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 look like you it's real how to handle weapons safely how to um like the fight choreography you know very different to wing chung you know hong kong street fighting you know um i can really appreciate the benefits of that having worked with a couple of stunt coordinators on set um, and having that sort of behind me, I could turn up and be a bit more engaged in in how I need to communicate. Um, well, certainly that's what's what's worked for me. Is that something you'd recommend for, for for actors to sort of get a bit of an appreciation? I always think any kind of movement background for for acting is is helpful because. Acting is all about, uh, well, as I understand it, there's so many different ways to, but it's just about being able to express yourself fully in whatever, you know, situation you find yourself in. And, and I, you know, just where having a background in a physical discipline allows you more tools in the toolbox. It, uh, you know, you've experienced pain or, uh, pushing your pals, yourself past a certain point per se, uh, the discipline of martial arts, uh, and then just the movement and understanding your body and how to, cause now you have the ability to play different characters, right? And so if, if you want to be in um, action roles, I think it was not essential because a great stunt team will put you through those paces, but it is always helpful to come into that situation with as much knowledge and training as possible. So I, I don't think there's ever really a bad physical discipline to practice as long as you have a great coach and do it safely and, you know, uh, wisely. How how do you, how do you uh, approach um, working with actors? I mean, is it, is it whether whether you've got your, (laughs) whether you've got your stunt man hat on or whether it's um, director, uh, uh, do you, and is it the same approach? Like, is it more collaborative or or are you a dictator on set? (laughs) Obviously, I mean, look at me with this, this beard. I'm addicted <laughs> to everything. Uh, the fun, the fun of the job, both as a stunt coordinator, action designer, stunt man, and, and director, I think, is working with many different kinds of people. And making movies is is solving a puzzle, and each each part, each piece of that puzzle, usually has a different name. And so you're less about. It's more about um, managing people and understanding the psychology of human behavior and like how do i it's like okay what do i need out of this person and how do i get it <laughs> but not in a manipulative way i mean it is technically manipulated just like you manipulate the camera to get the shots you want you're you're working with these actors to get a performance and craft a performance that you want the most rewarding day on a set or moments in this business for me or when you're collaborating fully when you and the actor are seeing eye to eye and you're, you're 100% in agreement and alignment on your goals, whatever that may be. It could just be doing a forward role for as your stunt coordinator. You're like, all right, I want to make sure you're safe. Here's how you're going to do it. They do it and you know, they've rehearsed it and everything goes well. And that's great. Very satisfying. Or it could be an emotional moment, you know, when you're directing and you've rehearsed this piece or maybe you haven't, but you've talked about it and you know where you want to go. And then, you know, you're, you're going to this in the same direction together and when you get there, it's pretty rewarding. So for me, the, the rewarding um, aspect, the most rewarding aspect of directing is the challenge of working with all these different kinds of actors because every single one of y'all are different. <laughs> yeah. <fair point. laughs> Very true. <laughs> Out of curiosity, so you've worked with 
some pretty big names. Um, you worked with Charlize Theron in Atomic Blonde and obviously Chris um, in Extraction and all that. Are they both, like all three of you are extremely talented people. Um, are they a dream for for a stuntman director to, to direct and to do action with, I guess? Yes, the two names that you named, Charlize Theron and uh, Chris Hemsworth are I've worked with a lot of great people and they're two of the most talented and hardworking and collaborative, which I think is very important, uh, individuals that I've ever met. Yeah, wow. And that, that makes our job easy, regardless of what the job may be, like as an action director, <clears throat> excuse me, great, because they're going to work hard, they show up for rehearsals, they put in the time, they understand what it is we're trying to do. And then what we're trying to do is helping them do what they're trying to do yeah. more effectively. And so they respectfully show up and they put in the time and then on set, they're, they're pushing it. Like I recently told the story of Charlize was she was the one asking for take 21. Once we'd done 20 takes of this you know, fight bit, she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, we're all like, oh my gosh, like we're there. Everybody's beaten up. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty darn. And she's like, no, pretty good. It's not good enough. We go again. I want it to be great. Fantastic. And yeah. so we yeah. do it again. And, and she was, you know, she was right. And she, she knows her body better than anybody else. And so she knows what she can take and, Anyway, but that that level of professionalism to do whatever it takes to get the shot is very refreshing. And, and Hemsworth is the same way. He, you know, even on this movie, Extraction 2 that we're filming right now, he he is a, I'm not going to say a taskmaster because that's my job, but he is, he's right there <laughs> with me, you know, at the monitors where, you know, after however many takes, it, it has taken us to get it right. He's looking and we're observing and we're like, you know, just look searching for the same thing, which is the best performance in the moment for the film and this character. And having someone like that by your side is invaluable. And I just want to, some of the top uh, experiences in this business are working with people like that. So certainly key takeout is to put the work in. There's no shortcuts and uh, a collaborative yep. approach is really going to help everyone to get over the line. I, I, one story I remember from uh, from from the first extraction movie uh, was Chris um, asking the stunt some of the stunt team if he could rehearse in in his hotel room even the day up to the day before shooting. Is that did that actually happen? It did. Yeah, we, we were. I mean, the, the hotel room was it was a, like a hotel conference room. Like right. we were all staying in it in India in a similar spot, and so we. Yeah, after after work, not just like a, an off day and they come to the evening. It was after a full day of shooting. We're out there for 10, 12 hours. He would be like, I want to I want to work more because I feel like I can get better at this. And, you know, so we did we, the whole stunt team and I would join because it was the director and I want I was shooting it. So I wanted to see it as many times as I could. And we would show up and we'd rehearse for a couple hours just to get it, you know, just to put in the extra reps because there's that's the there's no substitute for preparation. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you and you can tell the difference when you show up and you've you've put in the time and put in the effort and you're ready, that allows you to have spontaneous moments of breakthrough and uh, take your performance to the next level, whether it's physical performance or emotional, which you put in the work, then you get to play. And then it's really fun, you know, but then there's other times when you're like, you know, you haven't put in the work and you're like, Oh boy, I just want this day to be over. <laughs> <gonna> be tough. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that, that is that, that, so the admonition to all those young actors and stunt performers or anyone out there is just mm. put in the work, mm. you know, that, yeah. that is what you can control. So I'd say it's a lot of things in life you cannot control, but showing up, putting in the effort, yeah. you can control that. So, you know, do yourself a favor and show up. 
the Marvel films, um, I'll just take a quick moment to talk about the Marvel films because because I feel like they've really um, increased or you know up the ante when it comes to epic action sort of sequences. Did did you get or how much creative input did you get um, in in those in how those sorts of scenes would play out, or <clears throat> did the Russo brothers just say you know he, they 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 fight make it amazing? <laughs> yeah, I mean the. I have to give a lot of um, credit and, uh, you know, homage to the, the Russo brothers and the Marvel family because they, they gave us a lot of creative freedom. There were certain story beats that would be embedded in every action sequences, but oftentimes it was as simple as or as broad as they fight. And it became, you know, it was a great collaborative experience because it was rarely just the fight team. Uh, or just the VFX team or just the directorial team or production team. It was a very collaborative uh, group of people who came together to make these amazing sequences because most of the time it was a, it was a combination. We, we would do a lot of inventive, creative fight action, and then it would be handed off to the visual effects team and they would augment what we were doing or take over a character, if you will, like Iron Man, for example. You know, we do, like in Civil War, the 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 battle between Bucky Cap and, and Iron Man in that old you know reactor room that was three stunt performers and so sometimes the actors would jump in there too but the stunt performer in the Iron Man suit and fighting with them hand to hand but then it would be enhanced right for or replaced his performance would be replaced with the digital asset so it was always collaborative and a lot of times they would give they being the Russo brothers would say hey this is the feeling we want or this is the, we want to make sure that, you know, we're telling the story of, you know, Cap is never going to give up. Bucky has to, his arm has to get, you know, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, but his arm's got to get lost in this moment. And, and Iron Man has to, you know, push Cap to the breaking point or whatever that is, the story that is trying to tell, they would always be honing in on the performance yeah. or on the storytelling. And so the, we, as the, the fight design team would, um, and stunt team would then take those, uh, uh, you know, those guidelines and craft our action around it, always keeping in mind story and character because a, every great action sequence within the character development or moving the story forward. So one of the last questions before we wrap up, Sam, is um, can you tell us anything about Extraction 2? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can tell you that it is, um, you know, going to be... <laughs> Twice as big, twice as badass, and <laughs> twice as cold as the first movie. And it's a very I, different feel, a very different look, but it's a, you know a lot of the same things that people fortunately came to to love about the first one. So I'm excited for for y'all to get to see it. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank thank you very much for your time. We do appreciate it. Uh, as a couple of budding actors, um, some great advice. Yeah, I really appreciate well, you're it. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on the show and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's, it's awesome. You're listening to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. You'll hear us next week. Two Unemployed Actors.